right, we're back. We are back on Between the Fur. I am your host, Ken. I am a professional mascot interviewing other professional mascots. Today we have, we have the bear. I'm not gonna say his name. It's the bear from Utah Jazz. So the Utah Jazz bear is going to speak today and uh, use his voice. So not just his body, not just his actions, not just his destructive abilities. Dude, I saw a video of you yesterday. Uh, it was classic. It was so good. First of all, say hello. Hey, how you doing, Ken? Yeah, I'm still <laughs> trying to not laugh here because that, that was a hell of an intro that you did right there. That was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, well, the bear is a legend in Utah. We're not saying his name because he's currently the bear, and uh, we don't want to give out that info. But uh, I am really, really much. happy to have you on here. And uh, speaking of that video, I watched it yesterday and, with our staff. And we were all rolling, man. We, we gave it tens. It was uh, the um, it was the idea voting thing, and it was you and Gorilla uh, smashing up cars. Really well done. Oh, you, you got to see that one. Yep. Yep. Where'd you see that at? On the idea voting thing, where you know we all got to get together. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. For the best of thing, whatever with the NBA, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun video to shoot. I wish you could have been here to shoot that. Oh that man, awesome. dude, I I got to pick your brain on how you uh, pulled that off with two cars like that. That was great. But um, hey, first of all, let's let's get into this and uh, get to the meat. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me how you got started in this. How did you get to uh, being a mascot in the first place? Um, honestly. It was all really by accident. Um, when I was going to school, I was going to school up at Moorhead State University up in Minnesota. And uh, I uh, just moved out of, or just graduated from a little small farm town up in, up a little farther north. And uh, so, uh, you know, just uh, going to school, I needed money, so I started, uh, or I got a job over at a gymnastics gym. I was never a gymnast, but it was easy enough to just do classes with these kids. And then I uh, started doing uh, classes and working at this gym called the Fargo-Moorhead uh, Gymnastics and um, a CBA team back then. So this would have been back in 89, no, 90. Back in 90 came to town. Uh-huh. And they asked me if I wanted to, or they asked the gym if there was anybody that would want to be their mascot. And I was technically one of like maybe three guys there and I was like totally into it because for 25 bucks a night that was great especially when you're in college and broke so then uh, (laughs) I went and started mascotting with them and halfway through the season they fired me because uh, I was sledding down the stairs back then and I was coming out of the ceiling and and I was doing all this stuff and they just thought I was either going to kill myself or the fan or a fan and they didn't want the liability so they they got rid of me which was fine and I was still going to school, and then <laughs> Which was in fine. the summer, it's okay getting fired. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, was, it was a twenty-five dollar a night job. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just. It wasn't like it is today. You know what I mean? It was just like show up, and you know there was nothing ever planned. It was just we would just do our thing. You know, and and, and, and uh, how many people get fired for like doing too much? You know, going exactly. you know going you know the what? extra mile. That's the truth. 
Yeah. That is the honest God's truth. And so, and this is what's funny though, is so they fired me and a team in Winnipeg, had, there was one of their, one of their uh, uh, assistant general managers was down watching the fever one night. He saw me, the, me getting fired actually made the paper in the news. So he saw that and called me immediately and said, hey, come up to Winnipeg and be our mascot. And I was like, sure, it was during the summer, so I'm, I'm done with school, it'll be a great summer job. So then, um, okay, now this is the weird kind of irony of this one. So the, the job that I took was Thunder, or no, Kaboom, up in Winnipeg for uh, the NBL team up there. But the character that I replaced is the current Raptor mascot. Oh, so, that's right. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so Love that my guy. first run-in with him, yeah. And, but what's funny is just how, you know, people meet and stuff. But I never really met him. Um, I just know that I took his job, but it was because he was a world-class power tumbler. And he was competing. So he didn't want to do anything too crazy because he didn't want to hurt himself, which is totally understandable. But they wanted somebody that was doing the sled and, and all this other stuff, and um, so I came in and I replaced them. And then, you know, and then now just to kind of go ahead, and then I'll come back. Then it took us to figure out that that's why the Raptor <laughs> never liked me <laughs> when I first came in because he was still so angry with me. It was so funny. Then he told me, uh, you know, I was kabooed and you did. I was like, oh my lord, I did not realize that. So it was kind of funny, but. Oh my! So I was gosh. I was working up in Winnipeg. I went through the summer, and then I went back down to school, down into uh, Moorhead, and then I got a call from the general manager out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, John Etram, and he asked me if uh, I'd be interested to come down and be the mascot in Sioux Falls. And he said that they're having tryouts, and um, I'd be the tenth guy. They were going to take ten guys, so I drove down there. I had my highlight tape in my hand. I gave him the highlight tape, and they showed it, and and they hired me. I didn't I didn't have tryouts, which was awesome. And so I got hired, and I was I was their mascot for a year. And then that's when I met the Burn Gorilla, and um, who's been doing it forever. And uh, um, I can say his name because he's not mascot anymore. John Kudo, who used to be uh, up in Minnesota. And uh, I, that's when I first realized that, you know, holy cow, this is like a real job. You can do this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, let me, let, me, I, let, me, let me jump in there real quick. I think you kind of cut out a little bit. So you met um, the current gorilla, and you won't say his name. That's the time you met the current gorilla, and that's also the time, at, the, at that time, you met John Kudo, um, who was in Minnesota at the time as Crunch. So... Yep. Yeah. Okay. He, so he started the crunch character. Yep. Okay. Go f go from there. Okay. So then I met those guys, um, and it was the first time that you know the, the reality sunk in that you know you, you could actually make a living doing this. Um, so I talked to both of them, and and uh, they were really good about sharing information. And um, basically, I put together a resume and a video and sent it out to all the NBA teams. Uh, I got a call from uh, Seattle, Sacramento, and Utah. They all said that they were going to have tryouts, um, like one big group tryout, and it's going to be in Utah. So 
I uh, needed to come up with some money to uh, fly out to Utah, so I was going to sell my truck. Because it was one of those things where if I don't try to do this and I pass this, I'm going to be really upset or miss it. I'm going to be upset. So the day I was looking in the paper in the classifieds to find the number to put my truck in, like literally got a call from a Teresa Pryor from the Utah Jazz, and she said that you're one of two people we're going to fly out. So I, that was like a godsend. So then they flew me out, um, and there was some amazing talent that was there, like uh you remember Eli the Fly Aikens? Oh yeah, he was one of the guys that was there, and he he was ended up with the Glow Trotters. Yep, amazing guy. Um, yep. and worked worked with them for a while, and then the Crew and Gorilla and Mike Zarillo, the old Charlotte Hornet. Yep, they were the judges. Mike Zarillo, so, the Hornet that uh, that did the 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 bug on the windshield dunk. Yep. Yep. The bug on the windshield. So this ASU gymnast had been recommended by Mike Zarillo and the current gorilla um, as a good candidate for the Utah Jazz mascot. So Utah already had dibs on him. But when he went out and dunked, um, he missed a couple of his dunks and he got really angry and he took his head off and threw it, the gorilla costume that they had given all of us. Oh. And he took his head off and he threw it and he swore and that immediately cut him from all three teams. So... Oh. Um, yeah, so um, that's really what opened up for me in, in Utah. But I do got one story for you on the costumes. So out of all the guys, so they, they had like 30-some-odd applicants. They flew in 10, and I was the last guy to go. And Alinko Costumes had brought in like three different gorilla costumes for different-sized people. Um, but every there was only one head that kind of fit everybody. So I got the head after 10 people had sweat in this thing, and they had foam pads in the forehead. And I remember when I cinched it down, it was like somebody squeezed a sponge on my face, and all of 10 people sweat, nine people sweat, poured down my face, and I started dry heating. I remember <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, my gosh. I can just see that, too. I, I've seen you... Uh... Uh, yeah, you're, you you got a weak stomach, and that would do it right there. Oh man! So, but so that happened, and then um, after tryouts, I I went home. I thought, you know, I, there was a lot of good guys. I didn't think I did very well. But then they called us back, and we had a second tryout. And what they did is, instead of a gorilla costume and being athletic, they put us in a big Barney suit, and they brought us to a mall, and we had to interact with people, and. Um, we did that, and there was only three of us. And after that, flew back home, thought I was done, and uh, was just I was back up home. I was working on the farm um, for the uh, for the spring, and uh, I got a call from uh, all three teams, and they they basically said, you know, would you be willing to come out? And just because I was a stupid little farm boy, I just I couldn't pull the trigger on either team. Because I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if it was because I was scared, which is probably what was going on, or, you know, just nervous to move away from home, but I didn't call anybody back. So, what? Seattle and Sacramento, yeah, Seattle and Sacramento just assumed I picked somebody else, they picked different guys, and then it was Grant Harrison from the Utah Jazz that called me one day, and he actually got a hold of me at my sister's house. And because he had called the farm, and they gave, said I was at my sister's, they gave him my sister's number. He called, I answered, 
And he was just like, hey, John, this is Grant Harrison. I'm just kind of curious, uh, did you pick another team? And I said, no, I, I haven't yet. And he's like, oh, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? He goes, you know, because our, our position is still open, and, and if you want it, you can have it. And I said, I take it. That's I mean, otherwise, I damn near missed it because of me being a little scared so, so <laughs> you know what though is, is aren't we all at that point I mean you sound so much like my son and you know he's like oh gee you know he just got uh, he just got asked to have uh, he just got asked to have uh, his resume sent or, or somebody just from another team asked him to um, send over his resume and he's like which, which boy uh, Garrett Drake Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but dude, that man is talented, and he learned from you. So I know, but work. I know, but but he's like, uh, uh, Dad, what do I do? do I, I mean, I mean, he's freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, it, it, it doesn't mean anything right now. Just do it. Just, just you know, gosh, call him back, text him exactly. back. You know, send your resume, whatever. So. Interested in going up? I know what job you're talking about. Would he be interested in that? Um, actually, it's not the one you think. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, it is not the one you think. So, anyways, <laughs> we'll I'll, I'll offline here. We'll uh, I'll I'll talk about that <laughs> with you. So, <laughs> anyways, okay. but you know what? That's a fascinating story. I love Grant Harrison. I mean, gosh, you know, thank goodness. We, I think we all have somebody in our lives that that, uh, that that helps us turn a corner. And that guy was it for you. He's a he's a great guy. Um. He's amazing, and he, and he was so understanding. And, and believe it or not, you know, because a lot of these teams, they come in and they feel like they need to, you know, manage you, and they need, you know, there's all this uh, supervision. And Grant was just, he was just like, listen, you're the mascot, I'm not. And he goes, I'm going to give you enough rope to hang yourself. And he goes, just don't hang yourself. That's exactly what he told me. He goes, I'm going to give you enough rope to hang yourself, just don't hang yourself. Uh, and the thing that's that. nice is because what happens is, um, see, because I'm struggling kind of like that with my team right now, is I think really what happens is you have these mascots. Like when I started, I went from me to Grant Harrison to the president, you know? I mean, it was an easy an easy decision-making process. And um, for all 25 years, I only had one person between me and the president. It was just, you know, can we do this? Can we not do that? We had a relationship. There was a relationship with all of my managers. And now with my current management, I have five people over me. <laughs> so <laughs> in order to get a decision made, it is like, it's crazy. Yeah, and they won't about let you, yeah, and so it's really hard to get anything done now because everybody feels like they need to be the manager of this character, but it's like, and what sucks is not one of them has ever come down and actually, you know, seen or been to an appearance, you know, anything the Bears done. And, and, it, and it's, so it's really hard because... You know how it is, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I always look at there's too many chefs in the kitchen, and everybody feels like they know, the, you know, what's best for the character. But it's like, for 25 years, it's it's been, you know, the, the, the bear. It's been my decision on, you know, what the personality is going to be and what I'm going to do. And now with everybody's opinions getting thrown in, it's just, it's been chaos this last year. So You've got a whole lot of people stirring it's, the it's pot. It's tough. Yeah. It does, yeah. And they, and they don't understand that. You know, the character is, I mean, you can't just change it like you're changing software on your computer, you know? I mean, nobody knows and nobody cares when you change your software. Right. But when you change how that character is, people are going to know because for 25 years, 
this is how he's been and this is what he's done and now all of a sudden you want to make these changes and, and, and if it doesn't line up with who I am because you know I'm that character you know what I mean yeah well and it's you know so what if it doesn't line up it's tough having done this as uh, you know for for a, a, a for a career as well um, you know it it's interesting because I think sometimes people look at us like, okay, we're all on the edge and, and, and we need to be controlled and, you know, we're going to push the envelope too far and we're, you know, we're out of control and th- that type of thing. Um, and, you know, that, and, that, and that's, the, that's, the, that's what we want to portray. But internally, that's, you know, that's not what it is. <laughs> and, I mean, even within the company, that's, I mean, gosh, how did we last this long if we were that much of a loose cannon? No, we're not. Hey, we actually think this stuff through. We've, you know, built a personality. Now we want to live on the edge, but we want to do it uh, very thoughtfully. I mean, there is a lot of thought and 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 planning that goes into our character, that goes into the personality. Uh, we want to do stuff that's new and cutting edge, always. So it's not that we're trying, you know, we're just stuck in our ways and, you know, this is how we're going to do it. No, we just want to, we just, we, we want to, um, keep that, that, that character, uh, keep that integrity up of the character that, you know, hold true to the brand, you know, those types of things. But, uh, we, you know, but in their minds, I, you know, they, they see us as a loose cannon and, and, uh, or stuck in our ways. So Anyways, hey, I, I want to ask you about. Um, um, I want to ask you about, or or I want you to, I want you to tell people about uh, the cake thing, the uh, way back when, <laughs> uh, when I kind of st- stole your thunder there on the cake things. Sorry, man. I, I've always said I'm sorry, but <laughs> not really. Uh, no, but you, you mean how you you. You kind of did cloak and dagger on me and purposely stole an idea and, and got the fame for it. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if it was all that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, we were we were uh, we were both doing a mascot reunion up at uh, uh, Utah State University. Yep. And um, so that was like I think like one of the first times you and I had met, right? Um. Yeah, I think we had met before that. But it was, uh, but that was really early on. So, and by the way, yeah. speak, speaking of uh, Utah State, shout out to Linda Zimmerman, and uh, oh, all she did for us. Linda. Yep. So, anyways, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, no, so we were just sitting there. We did the show that night, and I remember it was uh, me, you, and my wife sitting in the hotel room, and we were just talking, and you, and we both had a game the next day, and. You had made a comment. You were like, so what are you doing for your game tomorrow? And, and I told uh, you that I was like, well, I was going to do this birthday delivery with a cake. And when I'm going up the stairs, he's going to be an opposing fan, and I'm going to trip and throw the cake in his face. And, and then you, had, you said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then you went on to tell me what you were going to do. And then, you know, never thought anything of it. So the next night, I do the show, and I went out afterwards, and I'm watching Sports Center. Because back then, Sports Center showed a lot of clips of the mascots. Remember that? Uh-huh. I mean, hell, I still remember the time that <laughs> I'll never forget this. Back when Denver wasn't doing that good, but um, they'd shown three clips of you and only two clips of the team. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's they right. That's right. Oh my gosh. And and you know there was it was it was a pretty rough time for the. There was actually one game where they actually uh, build it as you know, hey, come see. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say uh, the character, and and then we'll bleep it out. But uh, the character I play, but um, it was uh, come see uh, take on Barkley. It wasn't oh, I like that. yeah, it wasn't um, you know a player. They they threw the the mascot name out there and said yeah, come see so and so and and Barkley. So you know, battle it out yeah, or whatever funny. it was. So anyway, so go on with your story. No, so then... You were out at the bar uh, watching SportsCenter? Yep, we, we were we were watching SportsCenter, and I was looking on, on SportsCenter thinking, hey, man, I'm so excited because, you know, maybe they picked it up. And sure enough, they picked it up. But it was you. You <laughs> <laughs> going up the stairs with a cake and you take somebody. And I remember I looked at my wife and I'm just like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> I was just like, I was like, he said he was doing something else. And, but all the, yeah, that was so funny. Oh, man. Here it was, you are. I just and, got, and you're the one who makes it. I just got thinking about it. I'm like, man, that's a, that's a way better bit. Man. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, for everybody out there so, listening, I stole it. But. Anyways, no, it just, was. Uh, no feeling. It just, <laughs> it just came down to the fact that ESPN and all that stuff—they love you more. Uh, not at all. I'll tell you what, though. Um, so, I want to—I want to tell people about you just a little bit more uh, from my point of view. So, Bear here is a huge philanthropist, and honestly, does so much for his community. Uh, he's got a charity that is absolutely amazing, and it's huge. I don't know that anybody else uh, can even hold a candle to what you're doing out there. Uh, he's he started a, uh, a a charity called Bear Hugs. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, um, along with many other things that uh, that you do in the community and uh, and fundraising for that, one of the things is. He, uh, he, you started the the mascot bowl out there, which has just become huge. And uh, I I haven't I, I unfortunately didn't jump on right away with you and didn't understand even what it was until uh, many years after you started it. But I've gone out there and just been blown away by this. You know, it's mascots playing against uh, eighth graders uh, in a game of football. Yep. And man, the community gets behind it. Gosh, there's fireworks. There's uh, an autograph signing before. There's the game. There's a band at halftime. There's, uh, I mean, on and on and on. Booths. And I mean, you've had cranes out there giving crane rides up and down. Uh, you've had uh, Guinness, uh, Guinness out there doing the world record stuff. Uh, I mean, it's just, it is a freaking circus, and I love it. And the fans love it out there. They come out, they, they pay, what, $3 to get in? Yeah, it's, it's pretty steep cost, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, man, everybody loves it. Loves it. it it's packed every year. So, kudos, yeah. kudos to you, man. We've been really fortunate. Yeah, it, thank it, you, thank you, thank you. It really is something, and and then with that money, you take kids uh, Christmas shopping for for uh, you know for the holidays and everything, and uh, I, I know that's just 
you know scratching the surface but um, I'm trying to I'm trying to skip uh, over uh, I mean I'm trying to hit everything uh, without you know without skipping over too much but you do so much I mean we could go on and on and on but honestly if uh, uh, you know if anybody was to you know to to look for an example of a true philanthropist in this uh, in this business man you take the cake so um, you, well, you just know what that. Thank you. well out of anybody I think you have really uh, grasped the, um, the the impact that a mascot can have not only for the team but for the community for charities for uh, I mean you've put some things together in uh, uh, South Dakota that I I uh, I went to I've gone to the last couple of seasons or a couple of years for uh, uh, the Trevor's Legacy Foundation. You do another one um, where in uh, Michigan, Minnesota, Minnesota. Sorry, and uh, what's that it's one called? Tim Moore Foundation up there. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, um, gosh, you guys, you know, you just organize these things, and everyone loves to jump on board with uh with what you're doing because it's it's always first class you always treat everybody great and uh and the causes are always always worthy and uh there's another one you do out at uh um what, what uh the what island no that's bird island bird island that's it yep bird island that's the one out in minnesota oh, okay yep. that's right that's right so but, but i wish i wish more teams would would kind of understand the role of a of the charity and how how much it can help uh, the the character as well as the team, and, and I think what happens though, Ken, is I think a lot of teams they they can't see them. You know, they just look at that monetary value. They can't see the five hundred dollars an hour for you to go out for an appearance or something. You know what I mean? But what they're forgetting is, and Tim Dirk back in the day, um, you remember Tim? Oh yeah, the old the, coyote. Uh, yeah, original Coyote. Yep, he's amazing, and and he said this one time, and I and it and it kind of resonated with me a little bit. As he goes, he went into his bosses, and and when he was talking about his character going out and doing appearances and stuff, he goes, you know, basically he's a he's a billboard. You know, he's he's like the the brand of the Spurs. And here I am out at these events, and he goes, now how much would you charge, or how much would it cost you if you could? Um, or how much would you pay if your billboard could reach down and, and hug a kid, you know, and rub that kid on the head? And he goes, and then how much would you pay if that billboard not only was able to reach down and hug this kid, but, you know, and gave him a, a Spurs basketball and then, you know, signed an autograph for him. And he goes, and how much would you give if, you know, everywhere that the character goes, he's in a van that's branded with the Spurs. And, and he goes, now, you know, that billboard's all over the city. You know, and he just kept going on. And, and, and it's true, is these teams need to realize that, you know, like when I go out and do charities, you're on TV. A lot of these charities, like Make-A-Wish and Special Olympics and stuff, you know, there's always uh, media there. And so you're getting on TV, plus you're getting in the in the hearts of the people, and, and it's just a great way of showing that the team is giving back to the community. And I think a lot of teams miss that because all they're concerned about is making sure they make a buck on the character going out to hidden appearance, you know? Well, um, everything's so corporate now that, that it is all about the bottom dollar in 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 most cases. And seriously, you're you're amazing. I, I love your character as well. Um, you're a legend, and and you have great children. You did a hell of a job raising up your kids because 
I love Garrett and Drake and everybody. Your boys are awesome, so. Ah, thanks. This has been Between the Fur, between my character and, well, me and the bear. So, peace out. Have a great day. Later.